Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. And um, uh, we were asking the question, is the South Island the, uh, the backbone of the New Zealand economy? You know, everybody always goes on about Auckland all the time. But maybe it's actually the South Island, is it? Uh, this uh, joint plan between National and Labour to build three-storey houses... Uh, three to a section. Keeping going to solve the housing crisis. And uh, what the hell is poor eternity leave and should we be granted it? But before any of that, um, the National's got a, a plan to get us out of COVID. And it's, it's it means that Simon and James are battling it out on air. Who doesn't want to hear that? A lot of texts. Far <laughs> out, James. Far <laughs> out, James. Can you make your bias any more obvious? <laughs> Don't just shoot down ideas. This is great, says Mike. And this one says, uh, yeah, James, that's right, making promises that you can't deliver on, like Labor saying we'll build 10,000 houses, lower child poverty, plant a billion trees, reduce house prices. This government promised things they haven't and never could deliver. Before you get uh, issues with the texting thumbs, mm. right, just let me say that this is just reality. That's what I'm talking about. It's not politics for me. I'm just going, yeah, it sounds good, but they can't do anything about it. No, but that's, that's a bit, my point. That's a bit defeatist, James, because at least they're it's acting realist. Like, but at least they're acting like an opposition. They've put something out that we can discuss. Oh yeah, it's, it's good that merit. they went and they did the bilateral thing yesterday yeah, with the housing. That's, I'm re- that's great. Yeah, Andrew, hi there. You boys finished arguing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Mum and Dad are go. fighting. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to Maroon. <laughs> what? What? Do you like some of the detail? What detail? Oh, come on. <laughs> it's just, look, it's just another, it's a classic opposition. They're just issuing statements without a plan. Yeah, that is what oppositions do, though, isn't it? Like, uh, you just say all this. You put out wish lists because you know that, it, especially at this uh, point of the election cycle, you know that you'll never actually have to deliver on any of it. So you can just sort of say, oh, we're in charge. Everybody is back and open and... No masks everywhere, and we'd all just be walking around nude and kissing each other. Well, I might have gone a bit far, actually. I don't think that is in the, in the plan. I haven't really read it. I've just read about it. Uh, let's move on quickly uh, and talk about, uh, while, while we are uh, recovering, is the South Island the key to the recovery? And is the South Island still the backbone of the country? I mean, it's not like they're mining much coal. Or gold, or doing much timber. I presume the South Island produces aluminium and milk powder and wool and logs. But I guess apart from the aluminium, the North Island would probably do the similar amount, perhaps more. Don't know. Oh, the South Island probably still produces more power, would it? Can we still say that the South Island is the backbone of the economy? I don't know what you want to say about that because that was Blair's take and we shouldn't be in level two. Because the thing is, ironically for Blair, is in level two, the economy can still happen. Everything, the South Island is open for business. There is farming and industry and shipping and logging and entertainment and production. Or mind you, there's not entertainment because we were booked to go and see, as a family, we were off to see 
Stan Walker. No more. I think it'll come later or something like that. We're also off to see Guns and Roses. No more. Um, so that's the situation. I suppose Emma Wiggles not coming back, is she? That seemed to take effect straight away. I feel like um, that whole Wiggles thing was when everything started to go wrong, like really wrong. I do wonder if the Wiggles have got a lot to blame. Are you even supposed to... I don't even think you're supposed to mention the Wiggles in public anymore, are you? Interesting. Right, uh, now... So we, we heard about Nationals' uh, COVID recovery plan uh, before. Now they've got together with Labour and they want to build three three-story houses. So so can you is that do you get the choice? Can you have three three-story houses or one nine-story house? Not sure. Let's see. Let's drill down on this. It's feeling a part of the country rather than being separate from it. It's it's security. It's peace of mind. And we've got in the area where I am now, there's a lot of Kaingaora developments, and that's absolutely the kind of medium density housing that we're going to see in more suburbs. And I'm all for it. They're done nicely. And instead of an area having four houses where four families live, there's now 24 houses where 24 different arrangements of families can live and know that they can put their head down on the pillow and they can stay there for as long as they want. Okay, so it sounds like um, Kerry is into... It's not high density, it's medium density. It's not exactly Coronation Street. Or is it Coronation... Is Coronation Street medium density and then those great big apartment buildings, that's high density, isn't it? Is that what it is? It's complicated business. I think Kate's a bit more worried about it all. We absolutely do need more housing, no question. And we do need it to happen quickly, uh, if it can. But on the other hand, who's actually overseeing whether quiet neighbourhoods turn into bustling, ugly concrete jungles? You know, threats to remove heritage overlays or to reclassify them risks losing not just the history of suburban areas, but also the architecture, the cityscape, the urban landscape and the design aesthetic. If sprawling bungalows, lovingly maintained in Merivale or Mount Albert or Māori Hills, suddenly have to make way for three- or six-storey high concrete apartment buildings, then what does that do to the value of an area? You know, will this devalue already established homes? Will there be a flight to certain areas, you know, thus rearranging the whole current makeup of suburbs? You know, are you sitting in a low-density, wealthier beautiful leafy old suburb thinking you're just sitting pretty and in fact now you want to get the hell out Uh, or will the value of your ancient villa on a 1000 square meter lot actually go through the roof because they'll soon be like hen's teeth and how much actually is it costing to throw your three stories up on land in wealthier low density suburbs anyway you know where by the time you're done if you think about it the price of the finished development probably would be out of reach of any first time buyer So is this going to pump the market or pump the brakes? I imagine it's a bit of a gamble that will have heritage homeowners in particular feeling a little uneasy this morning. In my mind, uh, all I can see is a monopoly board. And, you know, when you have to choose, are you going to, 
yeah, you've got to put your houses on, and then when you get enough houses, you can turn them into hotels. Is that what happened? I, I've never really understood how Monopoly works, which I think is why I don't like playing it and I always lose at it. Um, so I don't think I'd be a very good developer either. I don't think this is Monopoly. Is it, it's not Monopoly, is it? It's not like... That, certainly I don't think they're making the houses out of plastic. I think if... Right... Is that more sustainable or less sustainable? I'm quite really confused about all this, so let's talk about something else. Uh, let's talk about, uh, should you be allowed time off uh, to look after new pets? They're calling this Porternity League. Had you ever heard of Porternity before? Um, not called that, but we know of, a, of several employers in New Zealand who have things like Bring Your Pet to Work Day um, or you know, Bring Your Dog to Work Friday. So um, it's not as unusual as it might sound. Do you think this is something employers should be doing? I, you know, I think it's one of those things that it, um, as we look at the, the current employment situation, which is really low unemployment at the moment, real difficulty getting talent in, um, a lot of organisations are looking at what we call their employee value proposition. So in other words, everything that they wrap around people and how they consider um, how to make people happy and productive at work. And so, who knows, opportunity or um, or pet-friendly workplaces might just be part of that um, solution for some people. Um, we have a puppy in our house. Uh, it was very hard work when we first got him, like having a newborn. And when I say... It was very hard work. It wasn't for me because I can sleep through most things. I don't hear them. But domestic manager was up to them little hours of the night. Got very tired. And, and that went on for about a week. And then we sort of had a week where he slept a lot longer. And, you know, she was still getting up early, but only getting up early, not in the middle of the night as well. So that was good. And then... I don't know what happened last night. I know that she got up just before I got up. And I pretended that I couldn't hear him again. So I didn't have to get up. Even though my alarm was about due to go off anyway. That was bad. I shouldn't have done that. was bad, wasn't it? I should have done that. I should have just got up. And then, anyway. But no, I just lay there and pretended that I was asleep. Um, and yeah I think because he, he got the runs the night before and I'm hoping that's not what happened last night I don't know what he's eating that's turned his poos so runny this is I should have stopped the once again I've done that thing where I should have stopped the podcast a bit sooner because you don't need to hear about all this so let's stop it now and I'll just leave the rest to your imagination um I haven't been offered time off work to deal with the puppy. Otherwise, I would. I definitely, absolutely would get up in the middle of the night. Um, as it is, I get up in the middle of the night to do this instead. And I'll do it again tomorrow. See you then.